mom life. We all had a picture perfect vision of what it would look like. Then wham, reality hit us so hard that we started drowning and that vision of perfection disappeared. On Four Star Mom, I'm here to help you bring back your vision, at least to a four star mom level. Because let's face it, part of the joy of this crazy life is learning as we go. Listen for great practical and applicable tips on decluttering, simplifying life, parenting, food, and finances. Welcome to the Four Star Mom Podcast, where we learn how to do more than just survive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Four Star Mom Podcast. I'm excited for you to join me for this latest episode. And real quick, if anything in these podcasts is resonating with you, please make sure that you are screenshotting, sharing these out, forward on to a friend that might find some of this content relevant. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. There's a new episode released each and every week, and I don't want you to miss a single episode. Now, we have a really important topic to talk about today, and stick with me because we're going to talk about some really practical and applicable strategies to make this work for you. And what I'm talking about is how you can create a budget that works for you and your family. Now, I know when we bring up the word budget that oftentimes we just cringe a little bit or we think that that is something really restrictive or that a budget has to be a ton of work or a budget is going to put a lot of limits or limitations on what we can purchase. And that is not the case. The case is a budget is telling your money where it needs to go. A budget is all about promoting awareness of what money is coming in on a regular basis and then where that money goes, what money is going out, what expenses do you have that you need to plan and prepare for, and then how can you save. Speaking of saving, check out my previous episode all about um, creating different savings accounts and how you can have different sinking funds. It's a great episode and that ties perfectly in to making a budget that works for you. All right, so when it comes to budgets, the very first thing you must have for any budget is you have to have an idea of what your income is. So that might be on a monthly basis or it might be every other week. I like to create my own personal budget for a monthly basis. So even if you get paid every other week, you can take a look at what that income is and add those numbers together to be able to create a monthly budget. Take into account what your income is after taxes. If you have any reliable side hustles, <clears throat> really anything that is bringing money in on a consistent and reliable basis, consider that as your income. But in order to design a budget that is going to work for you and your family, you have to know how much you're starting with. If you work, for example, with tips or commissions or something like that where it fluctuates, you can do your best estimate or err on the side of what is the minimum amount that will come in. And then you can design your budget around that. Okay, the next must have for any budget is your expenses. Now I know expenses can vary from month to month, but you really need to stop and think about what are your guaranteed expenses? 
<clears throat> excuse me, that could be, for example, your mortgage. You might have a budget for gas for your vehicles. If you have any um, credit card payments, you might have a specific amount that you're putting towards credit cards each month. You might have a gas bill or an electric bill or a trash bill or a water bill. Anything that on a monthly basis or on a regular basis you are paying for. Those are your expenses. So you're going to start with your budget, with your income, knowing what your starting money is, and then you have to subtract all of those expenses. And then that will show you, hopefully, how much money you're left with to allocate to other areas. Now, if after your expenses, you see that there's no money left or you're in the negative, you already can identify that with your budgeting, there's going to be a problem. You need to either increase your income or cut your expenses. You do not want to continue going further and further into debt, but this is going to be really eye-opening. It's going to show you how much you're spending or how much extra you're spending compared to what you're making. So you really want to make sure that you start with that income, you subtract the expenses, and that there's money left over. So if there's not money left over, that's a great time to think about maybe negotiating for a raise, or if you've been thinking about changing jobs or changing careers, or adding a side hustle, or maybe you're a single family income and you need to switch to a two family income. Lots of different opportunities, lots of different options, but we're gonna really focus on budget here. So you have your income, you've subtracted your expenses, and now you can create additional budget lines. So chances are, after you've taken a look at what you've made, subtracted what you have to pay, there's some things that you would like to do. Maybe you want to save for retirement. Maybe you want to have some investments. Maybe you want to save for a vacation. So this is also where sinking funds come into play, and you can really set aside a certain amount that you are planning in your budget. You're planning on adding to those different sinking funds on a monthly basis. You can also fluctuate, maybe you want to have more spent for clothing one week or one month, or maybe you want to have more spent for birthdays or other celebrations or for eating out. So you can take this money after you've started with your budget of your income, you've subtracted the fixed expenses, then that remaining money you can allocate to the different areas that you, you choose to. Okay, so we've looked at our income, we've looked at our expenses, we've done what we've called additional budget lines, and now the fourth step, and a lot of people skip this step. I used to be guilty of skipping this step as well. But for a successful budget, you need to sit down and review it. So after the month is over, did you stick to your budget? Were there areas that you spent more money, maybe you didn't plan for, or there were additional expenses or things cost more than what you planned? Or were there areas that you spent less money and you need to adjust your budget accordingly? Do you have more additional budget lines? Do you have areas where you should be saving money? Really take time to analyze the budget that you have created and then determine what kind of changes, if there are any necessary changes, you need to make. <clears throat> the next thing that we're gonna talk about those are kind of four, I guess, generalizations. Every budget's going to have those four items. You're gonna have your income, you're gonna have your expenses, your budget lines, and then the need to review. 
But there are a lot of different ways to budget. And this is what I want to talk about now is four different methods for budgeting. And you can really think about what's going to work best for you. Okay, the option, the first option is the envelope system. And this is really for anything that you can pay cash for. So what you'll do is you will label your envelopes for things that you're planning on paying cash for. And you will put your monthly cash inside those envelopes. And basically, when the cash is gone, it's gone. And if there's money left over at the end of the month, you can allocate that either for the next month or you can put it into a savings account. Now, with the envelope system, we're going to look at a few pros and a few cons of this system. The pros are you really learn how to adhere to a strict budget. When you are using a credit card, if something's a few dollars over, oftentimes we don't even think about it. Or sometimes we don't even think about writing down all of the line items. But if you're using cash from an envelope, literally, when the envelope is empty, you can't buy anything else. So you start thinking about, what can I put back? Am I spending more than I should? And then that's also another pro. You build up more willpower and you really learn how to say no to extra things. A few cons with the envelope system is oftentimes you're going to find yourself carrying around a fairly large amount of cash. And I know not everybody's comfortable with that. You also have to be very conscientious of your budget and how much remains. So are you in a position where it's okay to say no to something that you are planning on buying because there's not enough cash in that envelope? And then the other potential con is you have to have access to cash. So if you work at a job that's direct deposit and it goes immediately into your account, you're going to need to plan on making a trip to your bank at least on a monthly basis to be able to withdraw that money so then you can separate it and put it into the appropriate envelopes. And I know not everybody has that time in their schedule or that flexibility to be able to go to the bank every single month. Okay, so that is option one, the envelope system. Option two, and there's a lot of different variations of option two, but it's looking at your budget and thinking about it in terms of percentages. So this one is the 50-30-20 method or the percentage method. So for the 50-30-20 is where you would spend 50% on needs, 30% of your income on wants, and then 20% of your income on savings. <clears throat> So you'll start by taking a look at how much money is coming in. So if you have $1,000 coming in, $500 is going to go to your needs, $300 is going to go to wants, and then $200 is going to go to savings. So that's really, really looking at your lifestyle as a whole and assigning a percentage to those things. The pros are you really have an allotted amount for each category, and it makes you stop and think and ask yourself if you're living within your set means. A few cons, <clears throat> sometimes it's hard to identify if something is specifically a need or a want. So think about dance lessons or music lessons or sports lessons for your kids. I'm not sure if those would fall under the want or the need. And then what about if they're a need, what about supplies for those things? So I know that there's a gray area or an overlap between some wants and some needs. Another con is some months lend themselves to being more expensive in different categories. So if you think about 
holiday times or times when you're planning on purchasing more gifts or things like that. Your want category might need to be a higher percentage. But the percentage budget is definitely a different way and an effective way to be able to look at your budget as a whole. Okay, option three is our $0 budget. And this is where you start with your income, just like with all of the budget plans. And then you assign something to every single dollar coming in. So basically, whatever your income is, by the time you have planned your whole budget for that month, you will end with zero. The whole philosophy is then you will know exactly where all of your money is going. But let's take a look at a few pros and cons. So that would be a pro. If you want to know where all of your money is going, this will definitely answer that question for you. And another pro, it's easy to create spreadsheets and then see areas that maybe you need to increase or you need to cut back on when you have a plan for every single dollar. A few of the cons are it can get a little bit time consuming to log each and every expenditure. And then another con is if your income varies, it can really be a little bit hard to update where every dollar needs to go. So maybe at the beginning of the month when you sit down and create your budget, you're not exactly sure what your income is. So then if your income increases or decreases throughout the month, especially in a situation where you have commissions or tips or something like that, or a side hustle that has a variable income, you're going to have to sit down and rework your budget a little bit and have a plan for where those extra where that extra money is going to go. Okay, the fourth and final option that we're gonna talk about today is really, it's the hybrid method. The hybrid method is a combination of any of the above methods and really sitting down and figuring out what works for you and what works for your family. Personally, I love the hybrid method. I really, I spend the majority of my time focusing on what is coming in and what my fixed or known expenses are. I'm not hyper-focused on making sure that every single dollar beyond my fixed expenses and my planned expenses gets assigned somewhere. When I know what is left, I can really just take some time to designate this in other areas. Sometimes with one of my sinking funds, I can add a little bit of extra money or I can add a little bit less money. So it really, it helps me plan, prepare, save for larger expenses, but then also make sure that I'm covering all of the expenses that I know that are coming in. So another pro of the hybrid method is maybe you have a weak area. Maybe you're really good at budgeting, but when it comes to eating out or restaurants or grocery shopping, you know that's something that you personally need to work on. So you might want to adopt the envelope system just for one area and have a set cash budget of what you can spend in that area every single month. But maybe there's different areas that you really don't need an envelope for. So instead of filling every single envelope every single month, you just choose one area or a couple areas that you want to work on. Um, another option is maybe you really want to focus on donating a certain amount of money every month or a certain percentage of your income. But you're not fixated on your whole entire income <clears throat> being, being percent allocated. So maybe you just choose a specific amount of your income, 10% or 20% or whatever the magic percent is, is going to go to this. And then with the rest of your income, you create your own budget. And then also, 
Maybe you only want to do a $0 budget with exactly what you're sure is coming in. But then if you have extra money or receive a gift or have a surprise or earn a commission or something like that, you don't want to worry about allocating those funds. So this hybrid method really allows you to take a look at all of the budgeting strategies, all of the budgeting methods that we've talked about, and create and design what is going to work best for you. Really, the bottom line is there's no right or wrong budget strategy or plan. The only wrong way to budget is to not have a budget. I would love to hear what budget strategies work for you, what you think about budgeting. If you're comfortable, share some of the things that have worked well and maybe share some of the lessons that you've learned along your budgeting journey. Please hop on over to Four Star Mom Life on Instagram. Let's continue the conversation there. And I can't wait to hear how you're making a budget work for you. This episode of the Four Star Mom may be over, but we can still chat. Hop on over to Four Star Mom on Facebook and Four Star Mom Life on Instagram. And as always, live your best Four Star Mom Life. Thanks for listening.